Welcome back for episode 66. Uh, I like this new kind of weekly cadence I'm on right now. It's not quite a week. It's like nine days since the last one. So I'm sorry if I kept you waiting. Or if you don't like the podcast, you're welcome for a break. Um, Today's topic is about strangers. Well, but it's more about like strangers that we meet in person versus strangers that we meet online. Society has a pretty notable bias against strangers that we meet online. It's something that we're taught about a lot. Well, we were taught about a lot growing up. I'm not sure if the current generation of adolescents get told the same thing, but I imagine they do. You know, in as much as we're told to be careful about strangers, um, when we're children, we get told that times a hundred for if they're online. And unlike the kind of stranger danger uh, advice that we receive for in-person strangers, the advice to be wary of strangers who meet online continues to apply in adulthood. I don't think I'm any more trusting of adult strangers now than I was when I was 10 years old if I meet them online. But obviously, if I meet somebody in person who's a stranger at a conference, then I'm, then I totally trust them. So this is like an interesting bias. uh, And even though it's pretty logical, it's pretty inhibiting as well, I'd say. Just as bias against marginalized groups keeps these groups out of the workforce, out of parts of the education system. It keeps them from contributing economically and and, uh, participating in society. Our bias against strangers we meet online also keeps people who aren't physically located near us from participating economically and socially. If you're not in San Francisco to go to meetups, it's pretty hard to break into the tech scene. I've been told that and I've told people that, and that has been my experience. People who moved to San Francisco before having a job can usually find a job within a month or two. This is within the tech space, so I don't know exactly if it applies to other spaces, but if you're an engineer or a product manager and you want to get a job in San Francisco, having never worked in that space and not knowing people who are kind of in that geographic location, going there is essential. And while that's pretty frustrating and annoying for somebody who's maybe an engineer in America, it's impossible for somebody who's an engineer in Africa. The company I used to work for called Indela um, was basically an outsourcing and training company in in the U.S. startup that outsourced and trained engineers from Africa. And we had a lot of our engineers placed with U.S. startups. And it was, I felt proud of the work I was doing there, and I still respect the company. But it seems like it must be incredibly frustrating to know that the only way to get these jobs despite being totally qualified for them, was to go through us, an intermediary. And the reason we existed was really just because we could have in-person meetings. 
with the companies that were employing these engineers. We could build trust by meeting somebody in person. And that is just so, uh, that, that is a, a powerful way to exclude people from outside your locality from participating economically. Uh, and that will become more and more of a problem over the next like 10 or 15 years. And it also becomes more and more of an opportunity as more and more work goes remote. It will become a huge opportunity to include people who will bring advanced skills or new insights or maybe just cost savings. But the introduction it, to this person has to occur remotely. So it's, and it's not like this isn't a, this is, as mentioned earlier, not an irrational bias. Like if somebody sends me an email requesting that I work with them on a project and I've never met them before, I'll usually just ignore the email. That email could be generated by a computer. It could be one of a million emails that was sent out. It's not worth my time to even respond. And certainly, um, if pro I wouldn't just randomly take a meeting with that person. It's logical, I believe, but it seems like there could be something that would enable us to trust online interactions with strangers, at least a little bit more. I don't know what that thing is. Perhaps it's something that requires you to demonstrate effort before you send a message or something that allows you to send like one message a day, knowing that, that you know, then you can know if you receive that message, it's, it's wasn't part of a giant spam uh, message system. Maybe it's a system that requires you to verify your identity in order to send messages. It removes anonymity, which is a big part of the internet, but at least for trust, um, being anonymous can be, it's, it's difficult to trust somebody who's online and anonymous. So I'm not sure. And maybe this isn't even a problem. You know, this is something that I've recognized, but perhaps it's not really a problem to most people. Um, or maybe it is a problem, but there's really no way to solve it. Perhaps this is just inherent in, uh, in the digital medium. What do you think?